This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, it's 6am Friday, the 12th of August, and it's a lovely, lovely round moon out there. Yeah, uh, it's apparently going to be the last... Uh, super moon that we're going to be seeing for this for this year. What is a super moon? By the way, that is the voice of Keith Kam, and I'm Wong Xiaoning. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Well, um, it happens like every so. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not an expert at this, but all I know is that when I go out, and I look. Oh, it's a super moon. It's big. It's, it's just big. big. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. And if you're a regular listener to BFM, you know there are two things that that amuse me every day when I drive to work. One is mm-hmm. the moon, if there is, and the other one is I like stargazing. Oh, do you? Oh, I do, right. I do. I'm, I'm quite a big fan, actually. Which kind of star? The celebrity stars? No, or? no, the ones in the sky, <laughs> not, the, not the ones on the ground, right? Unfortunately, in Malaysia, we have a lot of light pollution, so it's actually quite rare to see stars in its brilliance. Yeah, but, but uh, if, you're out, uh, if you're up and about listening to us right now, just pop outside and take a look up in the sky. The, the moon is gorgeous. Also, also, my, the werewolves might be out, but never mind. Yeah, also today is actually, the, it's actually full moon day because... Uh, Chinese calendar, it's mm. uh, something, it's the 15th. So f- many yeah. people are vegetarian today, actually, aren't they? If they remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but today is actually also International Youth Day, and the UN says that this day is to amplify the message that action is needed across all generations to achieve the 17 Sustainable Development Goals and the idea is, of course, to leave no one behind. So we have uh, many programs, many uh, calls based on that theme. And at 7.15, we're going to start with Stephen Cheng. He's the chairman of the Digitalization Subcommittee at Samantha on how challenging it is for young entrepreneurs out there. Now, uh, then at 7.30, recently Tokpa said that the country's energy policy will be revealed soon. Uh, Prior to that as well, um, our Prime Minister Ismail Sabri did give a commitment that we're going to be net zero by 2050, which in an uh, an off-air conversation with uh, our former Mestec Minister Yobi Yin, she says it's quite ambitious, but she's like super stoked about it. Anyway, we were also thinking, you know, what is the rest of the world doing since since the energy trilemma is a concern with the war in Ukraine now and is that something that's very, very current? So we speak to Evan Ng, who's an energy market analyst on this. He sheds shed some light for us. He, yeah, hopefully he will. And then at 7.45, staying on this theme of International Youth Day, we want to know why Malaysian children are opting out of education after SPM with Hema Lechnaman, Senior Lecturer at the Taylor's University of Education. All this and more on The Morning Run. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. And that was Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's 6.08, Friday the 12th of August on a day where the moon is shining extremely brightly and is perfectly round. So beautiful. So beautiful. Take time to have a look at it. If you're driving, just peek out. If you're inside your home, just look out the window. It's absolutely amazing. Now, um, we've got an interesting story in front of us. And uh, it's all about how we communicate today, right? I think we do it with our friends, families, foes, and even <laughs> colleagues. And it's usually via WhatsApp. I think, when was the last time? Okay, I will come to it. When was the last time you had a voice call? Let me, give me a minute to answer that question, Keith. But this is an article from uh, Business Insight. And actually, it's 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 all, even the, if I'm not wrong, even the Economist or is it the BBC covered this story. And it's about changes that are going to be made to WhatsApp. So Keith, when was the last time someone actually called you? 
Um, Other than the scammer. No, it was Usually actually, the scammers okay. are the only ones that call us nowadays. The scammers call you on your regular re- regular phone line. Um, but uh, it's usually friends and family who and who, who call me on, on, on WhatsApp. Um, do they call you or do they uh, like text you? Um, it's usually a text and then a, and then a call. Uh, okay. So, so, um, but, but the thing is, uh, these WhatsApp calls uh, are usually from friends or family who are who are living overseas when, okay. when it's when it's way cheaper. Um, to be honest, I'd I'd rather use a regular phone line to 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 receive calls if it's if if it's a uh, if it's local. I I don't know. It could be a personal thing, but I really find it. Um, I. I I find that there's a bit of a lag when you speak to someone via WhatsApp. Uh, otherwise, you know, overseas calls, that's fine. Okay. So what app, uh, WhatsApp is actually going to be introducing some new privacy features that we that will be rolled out to users this month. And one new feature is that uh, users can leave group chats without notifying others. The update will also allow WhatsApp users to choose who can see who can who can see when they are um, online? Um, are me, you happy with those changes? I I'm not uh, entirely unhappy about it. Uh, I, I suppose there are some situations when you can use that um, slink away kind of uh, you know from a from a Hide group chat quickly yeah, quickly yeah like uh, like perhaps you know you don't want to make a big deal about leaving a certain profession uh, mm. and you are on a, on a chat group uh, with regards to that profession and you you don't want to make a big deal out of it so you just leave and you know thank a few people here and there uh. but of course I mean there are embarrassing situations where you just have to leave and there's no choice right so I, I guess it works for some people and it might not work for for, for other people like uh, you know if it's if you're in a family chat group for example uh, you have an in-law there who's no longer and in law for whatever reason, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just modern slink. life, right? Modern yeah. life. So you just slink away quietly. Well, uh, according to this new update, what will happen is that uh, instead of alerting the full group when the member leaves, only admins will be notified. Now, I think this is quite useful, but the problem is a lot of chat groups. Everyone is an admin, then <laughs> everybody knows us at the same time. It doesn't so make any difference. Doesn't right? make a difference. And I think what WhatsApp is trying to do is maybe replicate what we do in real life, right? So where let's say in an awkward conversation and we don't really want to participate in this in a group we just kind of slowly 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 slink away right that's <laughs> this real life so maybe that's what i is trying to 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 kind of have that same social setting but on a phone there's also another provision where it prevents you from uh, screenshotting uh, a particular conversation i find that useful <laughs> well they also have this thing where your photos disappear after one use mm. Like Snapchat, right? Yeah, and I've got one particular person that introduced that to me and I never knew it existed until he did. And he just loves doing that and sometimes it's so annoying because it's gone, right? But you need to reference it, right? Then you're like, hey, dude, can you send it again, please? Can you, like, why Why are you so worried about the photos that you're sending me? Then the reason who, is like... Who do you keep in company <laughs> yeah, with? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really think so. Who do I keep uh, company with? And the reason is like, oh, I don't want to waste your, your space. And I'm like... No, I think you're just trying to be secretive. You know, you don't want me to capture this moment of yours or whatever. Well, that's one feature if you didn't know it existed. And another one is that users will now be able to choose who can see when they're online. Ah. But but that's already been there, right? Uh, no, you can you can choose, you know, you got the double tick, the yeah, double the blue, blue ticks, ticks yeah. which knows that which people will know that you've read that message. 
But there are some of us who opt out that double blue tick, you see. So what happens is that it's been delivered, but you don't know whether the person's read it. And if you choose that option, then the other person also doesn't know whether you've read it. They just know whether it's been delivered. Ah. This is like where you want to have a conversation, but you don't want to be so committed, you see. Because you know the person's read it. And the person doesn't respond. Huh? Why not? Ah, see? I, I have read that there is there is a certain level of etiquette when it comes to uh, text messages as well. Um, especially with this blue tick uh, uh, phenomenon that, that we have I'm, on I miss on blue tick, you know. To me, I'm like, yeah. I've got nothing to hide. I notice you're Mr. Blue tick too. I, I'm fine but with But a lot it. of yeah. colleagues in BFM are the, are the, the non-blue tick people. They want to be committed to this conversation. I mean, that's really all, all up, it's it's all up, up, to, up them. to them. I mean, I think some of the producers are like that as well. <laughs> That's another story. Another they day. don't want to know that I, I know what they're up to. <laughs> but would you um, block certain people from knowing whether you're online? I wouldn't because uh, uh, I, I think I've reached that, that level of being comfortable that, you, you know, I mean, I you am what I am. You just don't yeah. care. Yeah, I am what I am. Just, you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> well, let us know whether you really like all these WhatsApp features. Is WhatsApp the only way or one of the biggest ways you communicate with friends and family? You can let us know by your number. You can WhatsApp in amazingly and maybe do that disappearing <laughs> message. 018-789-8899 or you can tweet in. Our handle is at BFM Radio. Up next, some messages. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. 619 Tuesday, the 12th of August, and that song was Tonight Tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, and that's the strawberry. There's a, there's a super moon tonight. Yes. By the way, I hope we all hope you have wonderful plans because Friday, of course, is the start of a weekend. You're listening to The Morning Run, and that voice was Keith Kam, and I'm Wong Xiaoning. Now, we're talking about mental health. Actually, the last three years, uh, COVID really highlighted the fact that uh, it's something we should really pay attention to. Mm. For a longer, for the longest time, people ignored it. Uh, they think they thought it wasn't going to be very important, but no, I think it has become very important, and it remains very important. And this BBC article entitled "Puttering Around: Why Small Tasks Feel So Therapeutic" uh, exactly addresses this issue about how doing simple things can actually make us feel better. And I think we need to find these quick reliefs, you know, during the day. And you chose this article, right? Keith? Yeah, I, I was actually more um, fascinated by the fact that there are researchers at a university, uh, in, in this case, Florida State University, they co- to co- who conduct a study to examine the mental health benefits of washing dishes. Maybe they things. maybe they felt mental health stress and they thought, <laughs> and then they, mean, they used their own personal lives and as, a, as an example of what to, to study, and it, it just so happened to be dishwashing. I mean, bless them for doing that, but you know, uh, it it's, it it opens up a whole new level of uh, awareness of the things that we do that might actually be good for you. Uh, they're they they just so simple. So anyway, the, the, the study involved a group of people. Um, they were broken up into two, two groups. One group was told to focus their thoughts on uh, the sensations of washing dishes. You know, think about washing dishes, the, the, the soap suds on your hand. Uh, the water the, running the, down the, your yeah, hands. The water running down your hand. And then... And then uh, the feel of the sponge. We could write a book on this, could right, right. And, and the best of all is seeing how clean it gets at the end. You know the, the joy <laughs> that, of that the squeakiness outcome. of it, and then the other one, the other group would be would be given instructions on how to do the washing up, uh, but but telling them you know to to just giving them instructions on how to 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 wash up, like making it not so much uh, an activity to enjoy, but an activity that needs to be done. Okay. So what was found? What what, is, what was discovered uh, at the end uh, when they had to fill up a, a questionnaire was that 
the group that was uh, being aware of, you know, the, the water on their hands, the soap suds on their hands, uh, they had um, they felt significantly better than the other group. Oh, so in other words, don't give instructions to people, then they will feel better, right? <laughs> I, let them let them be free. I, I think don't make things uh, like a chore. A chore, yeah. So I, I think that 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 probably applies to whatever job you're doing as mm. well. I mean, if you're doing it for uh, for the, if you're doing it for the sheer pleasure of it, uh, and not because you're being forced to or being made to do it because of uh, whatever necessity, then more power to you because you definitely will be a lot more productive and you come out with better mental health at the end of the day. Okay, on this note, I apologise to all my <laughs> colleagues who I bark at every day to get things done. But sometimes we do need to, unfortunately. I, I think they enjoy it though. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> they got no chance to answer this. Only you and I on the, on, on the mics this morning. Uh, but it's true, you know, sometimes when you look back uh, throughout your day, how do you cope? Right, it's about mm. doing these little things that kind of a little bit of a, a relief, a little bit of a exit from the real life. And for me, uh, baking is one thing. I, I do it, and I literally just kind of switch off. You know, mm. I, I look at the recipe, I follow it, and then my mind goes into, oh, I got to do this and I do that. Then you know, the cake is the outcome that I have great joy. Running is another thing which I find hugely therapeutic for me, hugely. Um, almost addictive, right? If I don't get my auntie run in twice a week, I feel very frustrated. Exercise in the morning before I come to work at 3 o'clock is another form of relief. Uh, so I think all of us need to find things that give us a bit of joy. Right. I, I have to confess that when, uh, when, 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 I had, when I had this German Shepherd like many, many, many years ago, mm. uh, one of the joys I had was uh, getting her to lie down and picking ticks off her. Oh, it was, that it, is it so was, gross, it's disgusting. Keith. It's disgusting, but, I, but I, I, I swear to you, it really, really was very therapeutic. For who? The dog or for you? For both I of us, I think. <laughs> such, okay, that's a bit of a gross therapeutic kind of activity. But I, the point is really, choose something that, that makes you happy. That is easily done. You know, something not so ambitious. Sometimes in life, right, we, we give ourselves these lofty goals that we will feel better if we climb Mount Kinabalu. Actually, no, no, no. If no, you no. just go down your street, walk five meters, 500 meters, you know, one kilometer, come back, that might give you a lot of relief. Look, the weekend is coming up. I'm sure a lot of you would have uh, homework to do, fold laundry, uh, vacuum your house. Um, Take pleasure in doing it. Uh, you know, listen to the listen to the sound of the vacuum cleaner, for example. Okay, that's something smell, I hate doing. Smell smell fresh fresh laundry out of the dryer or, or in from the fresh from the sun. It's, yes, it actually does smell really really good. So seek the enjoy it. Seek the simple pleasures in life. Uh, enjoy the mundane, and maybe that will help with your mental health. Uh, up next, of course, is the seven sorry six thirty a.m. news bulletin, and to take us out is. Heartache tonight by the Eagles, which is something we hope you really don't have. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. And that was Arada Dance with you by Kings of Convenience. You're listening to The Morning Run with the one and only Keith Kam and I'm Wong Xiaoning. It is 6.40, Friday, the 12th of August. And at this time of the morning, we look through all the international headlines that have caught our eye, be it in the papers, portals, websites, you name it. We flick through many, many things just to get you the best, most interesting stories. Um, I'm going to start with something very quirky, which I normally not don't do because I'm quite a serious chick, but no, jokes aside. It's about uh, it's from the Singapore Straits Times and it's sold to ban parasite-type basement homes after storm deaths. Because we saw pictures of... Seoul having these enormous floods, right? I, I've been to Seoul during a monsoon and let me tell you, when it rains, it really, really rains. But this time, the flooding was really severe. 
and I think a lot of us watch uh, Parasite, so we saw how bad things can be in these little basement flats. So apparently four people, at least four people, have drowned in these basement homes during these worst storms to lash soul in more than a century. So they're going to ban or considering banning construction of these underground and semi-underground homes. Uh, you, you know how those homes came about, right? So, uh, you know, there's always... Technically, North and South Korea, uh, they, they are still uh, at war. At war. Yes. Um, and, and Seoul is really not that far from the from the border, border with, yeah. with North Korea. It's only like an hour plus away. Right. So uh, during the 70s, when uh, the threat of uh, an attack from, from the North was... Um, Imminent was imminent was was a was a pretty much so they're like risk. bunkers, weren't they? Right, so they built them as bunkers. But as as uh, South Korea started to to prosper and and housing cost of housing and and living in in Seoul where everybody wants to be got higher and higher. Um, these bunkers became homes to the less uh, wealthy. Yeah, and unfortunately, they also tend they for some people it turned out to be their graves. Right when the the floods happened, um, so that's. That's news coming out of uh, South Korea, uh, where life is imitating art, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other news coming out of South Korea is, uh, do you know that apparently Kim Jong-un was That's also... North Korea. St- uh, North Korea, well, <laughs> staying in the topic of the whole Korean peninsula, let's be clear You've about that. you reunified them. I'm sorry, I, don't, I didn't intend to start a nuclear war. Um, but uh, Kim Jong-un's sister revealed that the North Korea leader, and this is according to Bloomberg, suffered from a high fever during a recent COVID Outbreak. What do you think he had? COVID. They, do, <laughs> they, they have, do they have COVID there? Because uh, they it's do. never been. It's never been called COVID. It's always always been called uh, fever, fever cases. Did, didn't he? Didn't Kim Jong Un just uh, recently declare the pandemic over for them, and that he's lifted all uh, res- uh, movement restrictions as well? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like uh, literally two days ago, I think. But uh, he was seriously ill mm. with the fever. So, um, and the sister said that. Uh, uh, he could not lie down for a moment because of his concerns for his people. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we wish him all the best. We wish him all the best. We wish him good luck. And I'm, but I'm really curious. What is the percentage of people that have been vaccinated, if at all? Does anyone really know? Uh, it's zero apparently because they are not accepting help from uh, the outside world. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm not sure if China has sent anything to them, but uh, as but far even as the World Health Organization is concerned, I, I haven't seen any reports of them accepting any vaccinations or, or even medication. <sighs> well, that's quite sad for the people there. But very quickly also, uh, I do believe the Department of Justice has asked the court to unseal Trump's search Warrant. This is with regards to the raid on President Trump's Ma-a-Lago, Florida residence, which we covered yesterday, actually. Yeah, we had a commentator on it. Yeah, yeah. telling us about why, uh, what were the repercussions, and more importantly, does this mean the end of uh, President Trump's ability to run for a second term? But you've got some news on COVID, actually, specifically, don't you? Yeah, uh, some good news, at least, uh, for, for Americans. The US CDC, has, they have announced some relaxations to current COVID-19 guidelines. They are dropping the recommendation that people should quarantine themselves if they come into close contact with an, um, with an infected person. They also say there's no longer any need to maintain that six feet, uh, sort of two-meter-ish distance from from other people. They've also dropped requirements for masks unless you're indoors and uh, you are showing symptoms of uh, you're not not feeling feeling well. Mm. Uh, The reason for that is that they estimate that 
95% of Americans age 16 and older, they've either, they've, they've acquired some level of immunity. 95%? Either from, yeah, yeah. No, not, not vaccination rate. Mind you, it's uh, either from uh, being vaccinated or that they have had a previous infection. I think Singapore also revealed something, if I'm not wrong, that 60% of their population have had COVID or something like that. So we haven't gotten to the stage of herd immunity. Let's be clear about that. But clearly a sizable population population around the world have had uh, COVID-19. But doesn't mean that you should relax your SOPs. No, not at all. So yeah. please continue to wear your mask at all times. And of course, sanitize your hands. COVID-19 ain't going away, away even though we're transitioning to endemicity. Uh, but up next, we've got some messages. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. And that was the one and only Diana Ross singing Upside Down. It is 6.50 Friday, the 12th of August. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run. In front of me is Keith Kam and I'm Wong Xiaoning. Now, before we move to the local headlines, a little WhatsApp in from Ro, who says that he agrees with Keith. Normal mobile phone calls are usually superior, but he would also like to see some... And he's making some, some some suggestions. So Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening to this because Meta owns WhatsApp, uh, can we have uh, permission, uh, be granted first before you're added to a WhatsApp group? Ooh, Quite a that, clever idea, that right? That is interesting, yeah. Yeah, so Mark, you know what to do next, right? Tell your engineers. <laughs> uh, but up next, like I say, local, local stories. Uh, Keith, what's the story that has caught your eye, which is of significance to you? Um, it's something that's been going on since um, last Friday, actually. So it's um, it's it's bubbling under, but I, I hope it gathers steam. It's the political funding bill. Uh, the star the star confirmed with the law minister Dato Sri Wan Junaidi Jaffa, and he said that this political funding bill will be tabled when the Day One Rocket reconvenes in October. Hopefully, um, before it, GE fifteen. Hopefully, be, before GE fifteen. So that that also means that in October. In the October sitting, there'll be three things to focus on. this political funding bill, the budget and the anti-smoking bill. Okay, all very mm. important bills. And if you want to know more about the political funding bill, uh, you can check out our conversation that we had with Trisha Yo yesterday, the CEO of Ideas. You can find that on our BFM app and, of course, on our website. Now, I want to highlight something that came out um, yesterday evening, and that is Putrajaya probing IPay88 cybersecurity breach. Uh, this is according to the Communications and Multimedia Minister Tan Sri Anwar Musa referring to this personal data protection department because IPay88 said that cybersecurity breach may have compromised the card data of its users. And I'm not wrong, this this payment portal is one of the largest in the country. It is, yeah. So I, I think basically that means that um, it just means that everybody has to be that much more vigilant about uh, their, 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 their own security, their inf personal information. Uh, and, and if it involves credit cards, just check your credit card bill the next time it comes. Yeah, but the Banking Association has since assured uh, cardholders that their data is secure despite this cybersecurity breach uh, by pay, I pay 88, but we'll be watching this space as a developing story. Now, uh, what else is caught my eye is MACC recommends charges against persons linked to combat shit fiasco. This is in the Malaysian Insight. Uh, now, after this, will the AG ch charge them though? Yeah, it will be very interesting to see. Um, and 
coming so close to GE15 as well, I wonder what sort of impact uh, it would it might have on the sentiment on the ground uh, yeah. amongst politicians. But uh, at a glance, I did see some analysis saying that this would be a non-issue. Really? Well, $9 billion is is a not non-issue, question mark. Uh, but the H also is asking that exact question. MACC's LCS probe done, will AGC charge anyone? Will anyone be brought to task over this? Enormous waste of funds because so far no ships have arrived, right? Zero. Zero. Okay, they're supposed to arrive according to our Defence Minister, Datu Sri Hishamuddin, though, in the next two years, but late, very, very late. We'll see. Uh, Okay, and very quickly, the Malaysia Kini reports that Najib's son might be the best candidate to replace him in Pekan. And this is actually from the Utusan Malaysia. They have speculated that former Premier son Muhammad Niza is the best candidate to replace his father in Pekan. The family name continues. Keep it in the family. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Malaysia, we like to to practice don't, this, don't we? Now, what else do we have? I think it's all about the ice cream. Yeah, ice cream uh, story. Yeah, this this one surprised me a little bit, uh, especially when I, when you when you get really granular and talk about the details. So, uh, uh, health ministry MOH, they've they've. Uh, Decide to, decided to recall the vanilla-based Haagen-Dazs ice cream products uh, from the country due to concerns that, that they contain something called ethylene oxide. It's, uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's a substance that's known to cause cancer. Okay, and um, Victor, Victor has uh, WhatsApp in. He says, hello, auntie. I think he's referring to me. I'm not going to be offended. I am an auntie. He says, what app already has the feature of asking permission before being added to a group? I didn't know that. This is news to me. I keep getting added. <laughs> yeah, without permission. Uh, but up next, we have the 7 a.m. news bulletin. And to take us there is Paper Cup by Real Estate. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.